Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're interested in listening to the best podcast on the entire planet, stay tuned because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And of course, Zendependently Minded can be found on YouTube and all the major podcast platforms. Before we start the episode, here's a brief word from our sponsor. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Jacksepticeye, back with another Minecraft tutorial. Today, we're going to be teaching you how to make a diamond sword. Really, though, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Zendependently Minded, the best podcast on the planet. As you might notice, I'm wearing some sick shades. Never worn these before in any podcast. I also have professional lighting done now. Because I just signed a $50 million exclusive deal with Stitcher, the podcast platform. They're going to overtake Spotify soon for the most followed and used podcast platform because I'm on it. And Spotify, they're probably going to be second place because they don't have me on it. In all seriousness though, welcome back to another episode of Independently Minded. This one is probably not going to be too long. There are a couple things that I took notes of that I wanted to talk about, give my unwarranted, unsolicited opinion on, and just talk about a couple things that have been on my mind the past week since I last talked to you guys. So starting off, I have my independently minded hoodie on. You guys have seen it before. What am I drinking today? I'm drinking, uh, see if I can get that in the camera without spilling it. I don't know. Uh, some dark liquid in there. That's all you need to know. It's cognac. I'm drinking Hennessy Black. Just kidding. It's actually Coke. I don't know if any of you guys listening, maybe you're from Europe, maybe you live in Mexico, maybe you live in a place that sells Coca-Cola that is made with either cane sugar or just actual sugar and not um, corn syrup, but it is like night and day in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Coca-Cola sold here in Europe like I was saying earlier, it's not made with corn syrup. It's made with real sugar. And it tastes so much better. Like, it's ridiculous how much better it is. It's become my favorite drink, like go-to drink, whenever I'm chilling or relaxing. Today, it's when I'm doing a podcast. But usually, if I'm kicking it back on the weekend and I'm watching TV show with my fiance or I'm playing video games or whatever I'm doing, if I'm relaxing, a couple ice cubes and... Uh, Coke from a glass bottle that's made with real sugar. Nothing can beat that. There's not a person on this planet that can tell me that there's anything better than glass Coke cold. It's the best. It's all I order every time I go to a restaurant here in Europe. It's it's all I'm ever going to order. I mean, I order alcohol when I go out to restaurants sometimes if I don't have to work the next day. But I still always get a Coke because I, I like trying new alcohol. I like trying drinks that I've never heard of or that I've just haven't gotten to try yet and I always get a coke and sometimes I'll even get a water so I'll get three drinks but just in case the alcohol sucks I'll have a coke like I'll have a drink that I actually enjoy and then water always got to stay hydrated but today I'm drinking coke coke with some ice cubes in it it's a good time all the time so I'm gonna take this hood off because I only wanted to do that for the for the beginning actually no I gotta put it back on and I cover myself I'm doing this, no offense to all my viewers, I'm doing this so I can protect myself 
from the new Omicron variant. The Omicron variant, according to the media, is going to kill every person that it touches. It's going to kill kids, it can kill dogs, it can kill rabbits, and it can kill everything that rabbits, dogs, and humans look at. Obviously, I'm kidding. They have not said, they haven't gone that far, but the entire world and world government, governments from around the world, their responses to to this new variant that, I mean, I'm not gonna, I can't say I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, but early on, the data shows, especially the data from South Africa, where the the first cases of the variant were discovered, the, the doctors from South Africa were saying, hey, this is actually pretty mild compared to past variants, like the original one and the Delta variant and the Lambda variant. But nevertheless, the entire world shut down. Hard vaccine mandates are getting passed more and more. Like I like I said in the last episode, I'm going to try to talk about, honestly, this episode I'm going to talk about COVID as little as possible because I'm sure it gets boring for you guys to listen to. It gets boring for me to talk to. It's like the people that agree with me, they're listening. The people that disagree with me are going to let me know or they're just not going to listen to the podcast. So I'm going to talk about as little as, as I possibly can in this episode, but what was I trying to say? Um, yeah, the response has been harsh. We're in for a rough winter and my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody who faced some serious mental anguish over the last winter and the last set of lockdowns that we had. I know it, there, there could be a bright spot. I know here in Europe, they're really clamping, cramping their, their powerful hand down on the unvaccinated where I'm from, where I'm living right now, you can't starting, I think the beginning of January, 2022, if you're not vaccinated where I'm living, you can't do anything. It's, it's that crazy. It's not even, Oh, if you wear a mask and you show a test, no, if you're not vaccinated, basically you're going to die in your house. It's that extreme. And it's pretty crazy. It's really crazy. I've given my opinion on that. I'm not going to go on a rant again because you guys can listen to the past 10 of my independently minded episodes. You'll hear the same exact opinion that I would normally spout. But I have my Google News tab open right now. Um, just just because I'm going to scroll through at the end, see if there's anything else that I really want to cover. But I bet you it's going to be almost all COVID and seeing the very first thing. New York City, sweeping vaccine mandate for all private employers. I'll get to that later. But the first thing that I have in my notes, let's check it out. While I'm looking, you can look at my receding hairline. Okay, obviously, I'm going to talk about this. I can't believe I almost forgot. It's been a long day. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. So, Chris Cuomo, he got fired. He got fired officially. So, at first, he was suspended by CNN because he was advising lying about his advising and basically using his position of power in the second most with the second most watched legacy media news outlet CNN he used that to his advantage to try to help his brother former New York governor Andrew Cuomo get out of the sticky sexual harassment investigation and accusation mess that he was in earlier this year 
So I predicted, I didn't predict this exact thing to unravel in this manner and in these steps, but I talked about with some of my close friends and even in podcasts before this, the response and the, the overwhelmingly positive amounts of criticism and praise that Andrew Cuomo got for his quote unquote handling of the pandemic, uh, the beginning of the beginning of the pandemic made me realize, and I've learned this, I'm only 22 years old guys, but I've paid attention to history. I've been paying attention to the legacy media, specifically legacy media, and then other media outlets like internet ones. I've learned that if there's an overwhelming consensus and support for a public figure, I need to be skeptical of it. Because if all of the journalists agree that this person is doing a great job on something that normal members of the public don't feel they're doing a great job on, there's a reason to be question, uh, to question this and be suspicious of it. And early on, I remember just seeing governor after governor, mayor after mayor, politician after politician, all throw shit at each other. Donald Trump was throwing shit at other people, other people throwing shit at him. Dr. Fauci's talking shit about Trump. Trump was talking shit about Fauci. Everybody was just throwing mud at each other and not taking care of the public, or at least not doing the best that they possibly could, or not using all of their attention on the people that they're supposed to. Our representatives, it's in the name. They're supposed to represent us. And a lot of them were just using their positions of power and their public voice to and their platform to take shits on members of the opposing political party. And a lot of people were really sick of it. They're getting even more sick of it now. But Andrew Cuomo took every chance, every opportunity that he could to speak out and get TV time, do interviews with his brother on CNN, which I just learned was actually, it's, it was actually, a, what's the word? It was a policy of CNN's to not allow Chris Cuomo to interview his brother, Andrew Cuomo, because it's obviously, it's a conflict of interest. Chris Cuomo is going to clearly be biased for his brother. It's, that's, that's what I would expect of any siblings. Not all siblings love each other. Not all siblings would do this type of thing for each other, like get fired from a, I'm assuming multi-million dollar contract with CNN. But he broke the rule, um... It wasn't like CNN didn't know about it. CNN allowed this to go on. He he interviewed his brother multiple times. There were times when members of, of the public in New York and then just around the United States wanted to know. They had questions, real questions that they wanted to, that they wanted Chris Cuomo to ask his brother Andrew. And instead they just would bicker back and forth and just live every single Italian stereotype on CNN, while people are like, what the fuck is this? We're trying to get answers, man. My my business that's been passed down through generations, my pizzeria, my kebab shop here in New York City has been, I've been, ba- I've gone bankrupt. My grandpa, my, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, they've passed this down and now it's screwed. And you're on TV talking shit and arguing about who, who your mom's favorite kid was between, between you and your brother. It was ridiculous. And I knew the the, the major um, red flag for me was when Andrew Cuomo won an Emmy for his 
public handling of the pandemic. And like just a couple weeks or even a month after the news broke that he was nominated or he won an Emmy, the curtains were pulled back and then we found out he was lying and underreporting COVID deaths. And you can find the quote yourself and I'm going to misquote it a little bit, but the gist of his him what he said either on a phone call or an email was that Donald Trump, the current president at the time, he's going to use the high death toll in New York and New York City against me to criticize me. And that's probably the main reason why he underreported COVID deaths and he he and yeah, and he had his constituents do the same thing. So it wasn't it wasn't just like he was underreporting them. There were people that he was advising or demanding do the same. And then he also was forcing all of the old people that got COVID, they he wasn't allowing them to be removed from from the nursing homes that they were in, causing a way higher uh, death toll when it came to the elderly people, which is despicable. And then the thing that took him down was that he got me too'd. But to me, all three things that he did that I just talked about, there are more that he there's probably more that he did that will come out in the future. But long story short. Chris Cuomo used his journalistic powers and connections to try to advise his brother on how to fight these sexual harassment accusations. Instead of instead of pleading guilty or admitting that you did something wrong, instead he used his connections and his position of power to try to get ahead of the curb. There were texts uh, between him and colleagues where he was like, "Hey, have have you gotten any other reports on this person or that person?" different people that had accused him and luckily these were made public and CNN had no choice but to suspend Chris Cuomo and then they eventually fired him I think a couple days ago so that's good news I hope these guys never have a job in power again they don't deserve it like I've said many times before this is the last time I'm probably ever going to talk about these guys because they're going to fall into obscurity and go back into that basement that they pretended to come out of after they were done with their their infection of the coronavirus. The Cuomo brothers remind me of every stereotypical corrupt villain from behind the scenes like the like the board of executives uh in Wayne Enterprises in the in the Batman series. Every single corrupt politician and villain from the Batman series from Gotham City, that's what the Cuomo brothers reminded me of. And I talk, I've talked about it for the, ent- the entire past year, and it is it has come to zero surprise to me that this happened. And I'm happy it happened. Another thing I wanted to talk about, I just want to give my two cents on cryptocurrency, okay? And I bet you a lot of people, because the majority of my listenership and my audience on this podcast, which by the way, my before I move on, I got my Spotify wrapped. And I'm really happy with the results, and I want to thank you guys sincerely for helping this podcast grow. It's only been a little over, I want to say, maybe maybe it hasn't been two years yet, but I'm just going to say it's been two years since I started this podcast. I'm still trying to find my voice, trying to increase the quality as we move on. I'm trying to just find my niche, because there are things that I feel more comfortable talking about, and there are things that I don't feel more feel as comfortable talking about. But anyway... My, if I can remember off the top of my head, my 
total consistent listenership has doubled. It's It's gone up 118% since last year. My streams and downloads have gone up like 116% since last year. And then my follower count. So people who went out of their way to click the follow button through Spotify has gone up 58%. So I am eternally grateful. And I, I hope you guys continue to listen. I hope you continue to take some kind of enjoyment. Either shitting on me, taking notes and talking about how everything I'm saying is wrong. By agreeing with some of the things I say. By agreeing with all the things I say. Or... Just laughing because you think I'm some insane person who for some reason wears sunglasses while he does this podcast. Whatever you gather, whatever you take away from my podcast, I hope you continue to take that away. And I hope you stay on this ride, this crazy ride, because as I always say, it's going to get bigger and better from here. So, the next thing I wanted to talk about. So, I'm going from thanking you guys to possibly alienating a bit of my audience because the majority of my audience are people aged like 18 to 31 or 18 to 26 or something like that. So people my age, which that's what I was expecting. I I wouldn't expect a 60 or 70 year old or an 80 year old to listen to this podcast. They probably don't know what a podcast is. And honestly, they're probably watching Fox News and CNN and MSNBC who have audiences that are getting older every year. So cryptocurrency, this is what I'm going to talk about. I said it openly earlier this year that I got into cryptocurrency pretty hard. Um, it was a hobby of mine, and it was an investment opportunity that I saw. And I had fun with it. I learned a lot. I The main thing that I learned with cryptocurrency is you can't just describe cryptocurrency you can't put one huge blanket definition for cryptocurrency because there are so many different kinds of crypto and i'm not even going to get into it because i don't fully understand it and that's one of the main reasons why i got out of crypto but the the, like the the biggest reason that i got out of cryptocurrency is because i guess you could call it you could say i've tucked my tail between my legs Sorry, I had to pause for a second because I noticed my laptop was like three minutes away from dying. So, let me remember, try to remember where I left off. Cryptocurrency. So, I'm talking about cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. The main reason why I got out of cryptocurrency was because you can say that I gave into the powers that be or whatever, but I'm just being realistic. Like I've said before, I'm an optimistic person. I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I try to look at life and I, I even give the government the benefit of the doubt with a lot of things. I've done it. I did it early on with the pandemic until I got tired of it and realized they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. They deserve whatever the fuck the opposite of that is. But when it came to cryptocurrency, I was as optimistic as I could be in the beginning. But I knew, and I, I still know, and I still pay attention, but I know now that... And it's it's a, it's a really easy thing to be able to understand. And you don't have to be an expert and you don't, you don't really have to know anything about economics and the way that federal currencies work. But the government does not like when, specifically the United States government, they do not like when there's a member of their country that makes money that they cannot tax. And right now, cryptocurrency is a big, there's no official way to track it. Because it's digital, it's, it's in the name, it's a cryptocurrency. It's not like a stock 
every time you buy a stock, there is a copy. It gets sent. So I'm I'm trying to not to butcher it, but there's a there's a record. There's a database for every stock transaction. So if you made, if you for example, you put a hundred dollars into a company, buying ten shares, they're worth ten dollars, and then that company's value increased over the year. You made a hundred dollars. You doubled your profit. You can transfer that money to you from whatever app you use to your bank, and then you can choose not to file that on your taxes. But there is a I'm trying to I'm totally blanking on the terms. Um but there's a there's a record and there's a database that the the stock company or the stock app that you went through and the stock brokers keep. And when they file their taxes, the IRS is going to be like, "Oh, okay. So who did you sell or buy this stock from?" And then they're going to track and be like, "Oh, he didn't actually put this on his taxes." you're going to have penalties and then you're going to owe more than you should have. And for $100, like the penalty is going to be way higher than whatever you're you'd actually be paying if you were to file it correctly and pay taxes on it. With cryptocurrency, there is no such thing as that database. So really the only way that I know of to file cryptocurrency gains on your taxes is to label it as Sorry, I'm back again for the last time. Getting back to what I was what the point I'm trying to make is cryptocurrency is not tracked therefore it cannot be taxed by the government unless the only way that you can even put your taxes or to uh cover the cryptocurrency gains that you made on your taxes is putting it as capital gains which I have a tax guy that I'm going to talk to whenever it comes to taxes um for filing for this year but as far as I'm concerned and there are so many different people on the internet and then people that I have talked to in person that have tried to convince me otherwise but the federal government's going to win in the fight over cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is going to regulations are going to be introduced, which is not a good thing. Bitcoin right now already has such high fees, transaction fees. Every time you use Bitcoin to buy or sell something, every time you use Bitcoin to transfer and turn into another cryptocurrency or trade for another cryptocurrency. The fees are ridiculously high and I know because I used to own a little bit of Bitcoin, a tiny bit, and then I was like screw this shit and then I switched over to an altcoin and the fees were ridiculously high. The only that I know of promising cryptocurrency that has almost non-existent fees is XRP. And XRP is another shitcoin that I'm not even going to, or altcoin that I'm not even going to get into. But I've realized in the past year that cryptocurrency is a cult. <laughs> like, not everybody who is into cryptocurrency is a member of a cult. But there are so many people that are just so weird with cryptocurrency. They, they're, they're in denial in the fact that the government's going to win the fight for regulation. And then after that... Cryptocurrency is going to fall into obscurity. The fees are going to be so high. And then not only are the fees going to be high, but after you're done, whatever little amount of money you made using a cryptocurrency transaction, um even if you're not even if you're not using it as a as a means to make money, even for the people that just want to only have one currency for the entire world to use and that's going to be XRP or Cardano or Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever whatever coin whatever cryptocurrency coin cult 
claims that it's going to be the the one unicurrency, the you're going to have to pay taxes on it. So after the fees, after the taxes, nobody's going to want to use cryptocurrency. That's just the sad fact. There are a lot of cryptocurrencies that were very promising to me in the beginning. And then I realized the powers that be, they win all the time. And there are ways to fight back against them. But until then, I am i just don't think I'm going to be a part of that. It's too risky for me. I don't want to make a shit ton of money with something like Dogecoin. And then it end up being, they're like, oh, we're going to take a majority of this. And there's a fee on this and blah, blah, blah. I just, but every time you bring that up to someone who's really into cryptocurrency, this is what I've been told so many times in my life. There's a guy that I know that was really, really, really like, he had tens of thousands of dollars. He was my age. Ten, he had tens of thousands of dollars in a specific altcoin. And every time I'd be like, hey, what about this? What about this? Um, you know, they're in a lawsuit against the, the federal government and the, the, what's the, the, I forget the, uh, I'm sure you guys know what crypto I'm talking about. If you know anything about crypto, there's one that's, that's currently in court. It was taken to court by, I can't remember the branch of the government, but the one that regulates currency, <laughs> Uh, the Department of Treasury wasn't the Department of Treasury. But anyway, every time I'd bring up valid criticisms and concerns that I had over these cryptos, he would just tell me the same thing. Here's what he'd tell me. Oh man, the powers that be, they don't want you to get a hold of this because they know that it's the future. That's why they're fighting it so much. There's only going to be a select few and they're going to be extremely wealthy and extremely rich. So all the old money, they're fighting the new money. They don't want anybody, they don't want the term new money to even exist. They don't want these people to have, they don't want people like you and me, normal Joe Schmoes, to have this crypto because they know it's so useful. And that's why they're trying to smear it so they can drop the, they can drop the value and then the old money, the powers that be, the top 1% can swoop in, take all the currency, and then when it blows up, they're the only ones that have it. That's what he would tell me. And he would, he, there's like no, almost no evidence to back up his theory and yeah and it wasn't just him it's just type in any cryptocurrency into twitter and or into reddit oh gosh reddit and twitter they're the worst type in that crypto and you'll just see the same it's just an echo chamber for either lies or misconceptions or things that aren't even completely true and yeah so luckily i got out of the cryptocurrency cult if we're being honest if i being honest, I was never actually a member of the cult. I was always skeptic, uh, skeptical. And that's also another reason why I'm not in the, I don't play stocks anymore. I was actually really good with making money with stocks. I was really successful with stocks, uh, from 2017 to really the beginning of this year, the beginning of this year, the AMC GameStop thing really turned me off and really helped me realize and kind of opened my eyes to another sad reality and sad fact. And it's the same exact thing with cryptocurrency. It's it's play money. It's full of corruption and it's not guaranteed. I mean, with any investment, it's not there's there's almost zero investments out there that have guaranteed 
kickback for you to earn. But yeah, stocks and cryptocurrency, it's play money for the powers that be to play Monopoly. And yeah, there's a little bit of money to be made with crypto and a little bit of money to be made with stocks. But it is so, 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 so much harder for a normal middle class or lower class person to make real life changing money in the stock market. Crypto, that's that's the thing. In the short term, I'm not denying their opportunities to make money because like I said, I made a little bit with crypto. I It was mostly luck and only a little bit doing research. But that's another thing with the research that you can do with crypto. You could look into, for example, XRP and look up why is XRP the future cryptocurrency to hold. And then it'll be just either people that already have crypto and they're only telling you that it's a good investment because they have some and it's in their best interest to delude themselves and lie to themselves that it's the future. Or it's straight up members of the XRP, like the the development team. That, that happened, that's happened multiple times with cryptocurrencies in the past couple of years. And a lot of them are being taken down. That's that's one thing that the... Man, let me look this up, actually. I, I gotta know who it is. So I guess you guys are gonna find out. Uh, let's see. XRP. XRP is in a lawsuit with... Man, I thought it would show up... Oh, the SEC. There it is. The SEC. So that's one that I'm a little suspicious on. I could be completely wrong. I've been completely wrong about a lot of things. But I just don't believe that XRP is the currency of the future. It's not the unicurrency. It's not the currency that they don't want you to have. It's always they. It's like a shadow people. I use they all the time, but I'm actually referring to a real entity, and it's usually the government or Big Pharma or something like that. But so yeah, cryptocurrency is a cult, most of it. There's money to be made short term, but I'm definitely not a financial advisor. And if I was, I would not advise you to get into cryptocurrency. Really, if you have if you have like a luck potion, then yeah, start dumping your money into some currency that you think is going to blow up soon like like uh the next Dogecoin because you know there's been Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, Kishu Inu, Baby Doge and the funny thing is with those those coins don't even ever have to be they don't ever have to be like a value that you can hold. It doesn't ever have to even get to a penny. If the currency starts out with the value of 10 zeros and a one, and then all of a sudden becomes a meme, it trends, and then it jumps up one zero or two zeros, or like with something like Dogecoin, it eventually got to, I, I want to say the highest from the top of my head was 70 cents, or maybe it was in the the upper 60 cents, but just a couple months before, it was less than, it was like four zeros, and then, so it was like four ten thousandths of a cent. All you need to really strike gold with a currency like that is to identify it really early when it's worth point zero 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 eight of a cent, eighths of a cent, and then it jumps up four decimal points, you got yourself four... 4,000 times the amount of money that you put into it. So I knew a couple people. I actually, I didn't know anybody 
who did strike gold, but I know a couple of people that were trying to convince me that this coin is going to be the one that strikes gold. And there could be some that I'm actually holding long term. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to say. Really, the only business, that's my business and I guess the IRS's because eventually they're going to come after my ass if I choose or choose not to file my crypto gains, which I plan on doing. Yeah. Honestly, that's all that I had in my notes. I only had, I actually had three things, but the first thing I didn't even want to talk about. It's something I I literally don't care about enough. I was kind of fired up when I was taking notes on it, and then I decided I don't give a shit anymore. But so let's uh, check out, let's see, top stories. Let's see if there's anything worth talking about. You guys know my opinion on vaccine mandates. Not going to talk about them. Biden administration expected to announce diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Olympics. Whoa. That's that's a good move. I'm not, I'll read into this, and if it becomes a bigger developing story and there's more that comes out about it, I'll talk about it, but that's that's a big move. Respect to Biden for that one. And China looks like they're upset. It says they're threatening firm countermeasures if the U.S. proceeds to... Boycott the Beijing Olympics. Wow. That, that's crazy. I didn't expect that. Like I said, I try to be as in touch with current events, world events, and news as I can be, but that's a piece of news that I had no idea on. That's, that's exciting. We'll see what happens and how that unfolds, but I don't know if this episode was even good. I can't remember what I was talking about 10 minutes ago. It's been that kind of day, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I have a little kind of tiny merch update. Right now, like I said before, this merch means a lot to me for multiple reasons. And I want it to mean a lot to you guys, to the people who buy it. So I've been really, really, really picky with which companies I'm choosing to go with. to to Because I've designed, I had a design created for me. And I'm trying to, like I said in the past, I'm trying to make the highest quality merch that I can because it's super annoying when there's people some of my favorite podcasters in and rappers and musicians do this where they'll sell merch and it's like 50 75 100 bucks for a shirt or a hoodie or some backpack and then it's literally like a you go to Amazon and you just paste a tiny square um like this one this one's special to me because my fiance made it for me it was just something that she made for me because she knows how passionate I am about the podcast. But there will be people who sell a square that's like this big. It's like that that tiny bit of square that you can see. They'll sell that for 50, 75, 100 bucks. And that pisses me off because you can tell it's just a money grab. They didn't put any passion into it. They don't care. And whatever. Uh, people have to make their money somehow. But that's not what I'm going to do. I've explained where the money's going. I don't want to explain it again. The details for that, specifically, where the money will go to, and if you want to buy merch and donate, or just donate, or just buy merch, the details will come out once I get closer to releasing it. But right now I've hit a snag because I finally found a company that gave me the most creative freedom when it came to designing the merch, and it was the highest quality that I could find that could ship worldwide, and that wasn't too expensive. And for some reason, I'm having issues getting samples because, of course, I'm not going to release something and sell something that I haven't tested and made sure 
is up to par because like I said, it needs to be top tier because it's meaningful to me. It's meaningful to the cause that it's going to be going to. And I know it'll be meaningful to anybody who supports me and supports the podcast. But hopefully I can figure that out. I'm going to get into contact with these people and there's just a lot going on, but the merch will come soon. It'll either come the end of the year or the beginning of next year. That is a promise that I'm making to you, my audience. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for the continuous support. Thank you for making 2021 a great and successful and exciting and promising year for the future of Zendependently Minded. And as always, stay tuned. Stay away from those crazies. Oh man, I just fucked up my outro. Stay tuned. And as always, stay safe. Stay away from those crazies out there. Thank you. Thank you.